Welcome to the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. As we know, the number one hot topic in the world is mental well-being. Ash has worked with close to 1,000 organisations impacting more than a quarter of a million people, including schools, sports teams and businesses across 45 countries. Today, Ash is regarded as a global thought leader in positive education. In this podcast, you'll hear stories, information and actionable ideas from positive education and well-being experts. The purpose of the podcast is so that you take away ideas that you can execute in your classroom, across your school, at your sports club and in your organisation, plus tips and tricks that you can apply in your own life. Uh, very excited today. Welcome, everybody. This is a, a joint podcast, uh, one that uh, Ash and myself are going to do together and share a few thoughts um, over how long has it been, Ash? About three or four years we've been sort of slowly connecting and working more and yep. more together. And uh, it seems each year uh, we teaming up bigger and better and doing more and more together, which is really exciting. So how are you, great man? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. How are you? Very exciting. Now, before we get into that, uh, do you want to share the news? Recently, you submitted something. I was very proud of you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, mate. Yeah, it submitted uh, the, or the manuscript for a uh, book that I've been writing um, on how or about implementing wellbeing programs in schools. So since well, 2014, I've been really focused and I guess a bit of a perception of working out the best ways to do it because we know that things like being grateful and kind and empathetic and these skills are important, but the issue that I found at the time and, and probably still is a little bit today is how do we actually make it happen in a school setting and in our family homes? Um, and it, not only that, but also in our personal lives. So that's something that I've been invested a lot of time over the last several years. And um, last year when your book came out, mate, it was a bit of an inspiration to write one myself. I hadn't really thought about it before, but um, when you said, well, why don't you write one? I sort of planted the seat in the head and went from there and um, finished the draft last week. And yeah, it should be out later in um, this year, September, October, I think. So yeah, pretty exciting and a lot of hard work, but um, definitely, definitely worth the effort. I know <laughs> we've spoken a lot about this, that uh, if we can write books, mate, anyone can. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Couple of ro- rocket scientists here. <laughs> uh, now today we're talking about obviously dealing with stress and anxiety. And, and the reason uh, we've seen so much of this, particularly after COVID and still navigating through lockdowns and and whatever. It doesn't matter where you look, Ash, around the world. um, People are going into snap lockdowns. Things are still not the same. Um, But then also the effects of, you know, being isolated, loneliness, everything like that. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And it really, uh, I remember you sent me this link uh, end of last year from Beyond Blue that um, a little study that I thought, wow, that's really relevant. And I think it doesn't matter if you're in a school or family, wherever you are, you need to know this. And the quote, I want to play before that is if you do not make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. Now, I think that is so powerful. Um, if you think about that and like what Ash said, um, emailed me last year, Beyond Blue did a study last year where they interviewed 1600 people. Um, one in four of those felt worried or restless. Uh, one in three felt unmotivated and found it hard to perform daily tasks. And one in five were finding it hard to, to engage with others. Now, doesn't matter where you are in the world, mate, as we said, that it's affected people in different ways. And with that, uh, I think stress and anxiety at all time high. Um, I don't know what you've witnessed because obviously I'm in Melbourne and we got the title as longest lockdown ever. That's such a great thing. I'm really proud of that. It was a great time. Um, obviously, you weren't as locked down as much in uh, South Australia, but 
the effects are still there, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and you made an interesting, a good point there about it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I think everyone's been impacted, but the lockdowns and restrictions have varied. And I know being in Melbourne, like you've you've uh, done it pretty tough over the last few years, or well, yeah, pretty much spot on two years now. Um, and it's actually probably as recording this, it might be exactly two years because I remember the AFL season was about one or two weeks in, and then yeah, it just shut. True. Very and that true. was two years ago, pretty much this time. Um, so, oh yeah, for me, like it was, it hasn't been too bad. Like personally, um, I think the reason because over the last probably or ten years, I've been working on skills. So even though things have been going pretty well, at mo- most of the time it's going pretty well. But I've been working on those skills about being grateful, um, kind, and empathetic, but just not knowing what they are, but actually doing it. And I think that's helped me get through some the challenges of this lockdown. And yes. They haven't been as severe as, as other people, but um, having a like, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but having like a regular um, exercise routine, that's been huge. Um, and also the regular practices of reflecting on the good things that happen. Yes, there's a lot of bad things that happen in the moment in the world, but there are good things. So just having those practices, I guess, um, have helped me get through that. So that, that's been very beneficial. But to be honest, we haven't had that many restrictions here um, compared to other people. So it hasn't had that, much of an impact um, and from a business sense it hasn't been too bad either because um, I know that yourself you um, missed out a lot of opportunities that you had you had a, like a three month overseas tour planned and um, and a lot of, a a lot of things got cancelled <laughs> yeah so you, you you were impacted a lot more than probably I was but um, yeah how about yourself mate? how did you I know that you yeah, probably went well, through some challenges yeah well, I think this is a really important and part of it that I wanted to share this that um, even though I did have all those practices and I, I talk about this all the time um, as the lockdowns went on, uh, I found it harder and harder each day, not just to get up and, and probably do those things that I knew were beneficial for me, even though I knew I needed to do it, my motivation and probably that lack of purpose. And like, I don't know, it's really hard to describe that the constant barrage of, not being able to do what you want. It really challenged me. Um, I know I've been speaking to my psychologist again, Ash, because of mm. like just the issues I was dealing with and um, the disappointment. And I think it's really important that people do reach out if you are, even if you know what to do, or it's just so nice to talk to somebody else. I know after a yeah. couple of sessions with Pat, and I wrote about this in my book when I first started seeing him, but just to talk to him again and um, the things that I'd reverted back to that, weren't serving me as a person um and yeah it, it when i finally admitted that i wasn't going that well and and then people would have gone through so many different ups and downs the emotions were crazy um mm. that once i yeah so i sort of broke down to my wife brian said i, I need to speak to somebody because like I, I, you're just holding things in for so long um mm. and what i found was the things we're going to talk about today fun and simple ideas that you can do as an individual with your workplace, with your family, wherever you are, I'd sort of stop doing these. And um, it's it's so it's funny because we talk about it all the time, mate. And I wrote a mm. book on it. You've wrote a book on it. But when that fog is around you and you're not thinking straight, you've really struggled to do that. And that's okay. So if mm. people are listening to this and, um, you know, you've been great like Ash, where I'm not saying great, but you've been able to stick to those daily routines and mm. uh, been able to do it. That's brilliant. Well done. That's a, it's a really pat on the back. But if you've been a little bit like me, really up and down and 
bit all over the shop, then that's okay too. Like, it, don't be hard on yourself. We've never experienced anything like we've just gone through and hopefully we don't have to again. But um, the only way is going to get better is when you actually admit it, focus on it and put the work in. Um, and I know mm. since speaking to Pat, the things we're going to talk about today, I'm back doing it and I feel so much better. Um, mm. You know, it, it's, a, it's a quite simple thing. So I think what we want to talk about today is we're not going to, a lot of these things are really basic um, and Ash just mentioned a few of them before, but um, we had a little chat before and there's three things we think you should do each day. Um, the, the, the pillars, I suppose. Um, and I'll just go through those Ash, and then we're just going to riff some ideas um, that we use, that we've used in our workshops. We've seen other people use. Uh, and what we'd recommend is maybe pick one, one thing we speak about today and try it for 10 days. Don't try and implement everything we speak about because that will not work. It's like a new year's resolution. How many people are still doing them? Probably not many. All right. So the three pillars, and this is what we've broken into. Exercise is crucial. And the reason for that, Ash, is that is doing something good for yourself. All right. That mm. is using your body in a really positive way, release those endorphins um, and not doing it just so you can have a couple of beers or eat cake, doing it because you love moving your body and it's a joy. Gratitude. You spoke about that before being grateful for what you do have and the people in your life. Very important instead of what you don't have or what you can't control. And then the last one, you call it service. I call it kindness, giving whatever you, whatever you want actually doing nice things not only for other people but also for yourself i think too often mm. we forget about doing nice things for ourselves speaking nice to ourselves all right so um they're the three pillars we're going to talk about today um and why they're so important so i know you're rigid like i am i i've got to get up each morning and exercise uh, um it's like having a coffee i do have a quite a lot of those as well ash but if i don't exercise i i don't know something's missing in me and i don't feel as good i know you're the same Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, I think um, yeah, the physical activity now for me over oh, a long time, always been physically active, and yeah, going for a walk is is great. And I'll just actually just highlight one thing is that what works for myself or yourself might not work for other people, but um, finding out what works for you, and I think that comes down to the self awareness, like understanding. Okay, well, this pandemic has affected me, or maybe just having a bad day, but. It's about that, and that's the self-awareness part, but it's about yourself taking ownership to do something about it. Because at the end of the day, yes, um, and I love what you said before about um, going to see Pat, your psychologist, I'm exactly the same. I don't go all the time, but I've got a psychologist I check in with about once a month, oh, sorry, once a quarter, um, which I used to see more regularly. But I think everyone should, um, or you can't tell everyone what to do, but it's highly <laughs> recommended that you go and do see, do see someone, even though... Um, things might be going all right, but it's just having that person to talk to who is a professional, they make no judgment, um, just getting stuff off your chest. It's a, it's a great resource to have. And the government um, have done a really good job, um, I feel, with, the, um, with the, the mental health space in terms of giving you an opportunity to go and see a doctor, get referred to a psychologist um, as well. So that's one, that's a, just, I know I've just gone off uh, topic a bit, no, no, but I just wanted good. to talk about that. But with that as well, sorry, I should let you go again. With that, I think the thing you just mentioned is, and I love this, you don't need to speak to somebody when things are just always bad. Like, yeah, and, yeah. Like, uh, do you know what I mean? I really like what you just said there because why don't we talk to some like, people like that when things are good? It's probably yeah. not their day because I guarantee they're probably speaking to people with a lot of issues all the time. Yeah. But we need to celebrate yeah. those wins. So I, I really like mm. that point as well. Sorry, mate, keep going. No, absolutely. No, I think that's one thing I've learned is that it's just it's up to us to do it. And if you're having a bad time, if you're having a good time, 
um, it's important to take um, or be self-aware of that and also to take ownership of it and particularly to improve your mood. Like, yes, as you mentioned, like celebrate the good things as well, but as a preventative model, take ownership of it and you've got to do something about it. So um, I guess I've spoken about this before with you, Darlin, in your book, you also mentioned about having those, um, I call them mood shifters, about what improves your mood. And physical activity is 100% one for me. So like yourself, I'm an early riser. I love getting up early and doing physical activity straight away. Now, in the past, I've gone for a walk and that's okay. You feel good doing it. But at the end of the day, I, I got a bit bored of it. So I started to um, go and do some HIIT classes, like the high intensity um, interval training. And so I got addicted to it. It was hard. It was probably one of the hardest things because I've always been physically active, but I dropped off a bit. And when I picked it up, it was really, really hard. But I love the exercise or the activities doing it. But afterwards, I felt so good because I felt like I've achieved something hard to start off the day. But also, once I actually could get my breath back, I actually felt really, really good. And that lasting effect was like all, all pretty much or at least all the morning. So that, that's I found that really hard physical activity and actually going to a class. You don't have to think about it. You actually rock up, do it, and then you can leave um, rather than going to the gym. Um, sometimes you go through the motions. And you don't really probably get as much out of you could as you as you could. So that that's just something that works for me. I know that. What about yourself? I know that you're yeah. actually a personal trainer yourself. Well, and well, that's it's funny you say that. People always assume qualified. because you know because. PTH, a personal trainer, that you, you're doing that, that you should be right to train yourself. But um, I've actually taken the lead out of your book. And uh, the yes, I like group classes, but the reason I think they've, they've made a huge impact on me over probably the last six months is the connections I've been able to make at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, you don't see as many people the older you get. And this is my thing that, and when you do, it's really hard to organize catch-ups or where you can get everyone in the same room so seeing your mates particularly if you don't live near them you don't always get that so each morning there's the same core group and i'm sure you get this at gym you go to Mm. and it's really nice i've I've formed some really good friendships with people that i never would have if i hadn't put myself in this situation and go to the class Um, and like you said i rock up i don't think i do it uh and i really enjoy it so that's worked for me but um, over the years, I've tried a number of different things that haven't worked. And I suppose that's one of the things too. If you haven't found that thing that works for you, keep searching. Like there's something yeah. out there. There's so many different options with exercise. Um, and if you are struggling, get up and just go for a walk. Um, that that for me was when I was really battling Ash. That was just getting the dog, not taking my phone and just walking um, mm. for half an hour. That was where I got me going again. Um, yep. because the thought of doing a, a really hard class, I just wasn't in that right headspace. So um, don't worry. Walking is fantastic and you can build yourself up to that more challenging or more rewarding exercise, but just being committed to doing something every day is crucial really, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And I think it's, in, yeah, hundred oh, percent. I think, um, oh, I, just, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say it's, um, oh, we know this, like we know that physical activity helps us, but the yeah. difference is actually doing it. Um, and as, as spot on, finding out what works for you. But also if you've got young people in, in a school setting as well, because um, I know that a lot of teachers both listen to both our podcasts and that's um, getting the students into a habit of doing it. So they might, you might do particularly primary school, you might take them out for a game. Like it doesn't have to be um, just running laps of the oval, which is okay, but um, play games um, to make it, the um the exercise fun as well to get them in the habit of um to exercise and because 
it's going to benefit your class as well because as there's a lot of research out there that um, exercise can help us concentrate better um, and, and remain focused, but also, yeah, just calm as well. It's, it's a big, it's a big thing exercise and something that I reckon that we need to get as a society get back of doing, not that way we didn't, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think actually doing it, that's the key. Yeah. And, and like you just said there, uh, finding exercises, like obviously we're recording a podcast now, we're both sitting or you might be standing by the looks of things, but um, certain things you can't do, but a lot of meetings that people have these days, why don't you do a walking meeting? I know mm. they're becoming more popular and a lot of people do them. Um, you know, you don't always have to be seated. All right. And that's another way to get some sneaky fitness in, you know, like, or a stand up desk or just little things like this. that may sound, um, they may sound simple. I was speaking to someone the other day and they're, every half an hour they'll just do 10 squats or you know little simple things and they go oh it's not much i go it's not much but it's more than not doing that Mm. and those little positive habits will create Mm. bigger habits um and then you'll start doing other things so the key and like you just said there whatever you're doing make it fun um Mm. If you, if you don't like exercising, find a way that it's fun. Find a way that you're connecting or using it. The other people that they speak to a family member or there's somebody that they only connect with when they're walking or like there's different ways of doing it, but being accountable and having fun is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. I think as like, and also just having those little things. Um, If, if, you're, if you're a teacher and you're on yard duty, instead of just standing around like stationary, just walk, like yeah. get, get mobile. And also um, I've got one with the, uh, taking the stairs anytime is an option of a lift or escalators. I always take the stairs just as that like little it. bit extra. Um, as I said, it's not all the time, but it's just a more of a mental, <laughs> mental thing than anything. No, just to do something a little bit, take the harder option, but also getting exercise. Yeah. It's positive. Absolutely. Though, like, do you know what I mean? And, and this is a problem. Like what you just said there, it's not much, but I think we need to stop saying those sort of things. Like, Oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not that big a deal. Like it's, it is. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're not you're you're consciously thinking about this every time you see stairs. Mm. I'm going to take them. It's a positive habit. Um, yep. So little things like this are really important. Um, yeah. So if you're not doing some form of exercise daily, uh, like we're not here as doctors or anything. We're here as general people, and it is proven that exercise will improve your mood. It really helps with dealing with stress and anxiety. Not only that, a lot of the times when you are physically active, you're present. All right, everything else, you, you're concentrating so hard on what you're doing that you're not worried about anything else. And, and stress and anxiety mm. occur when you're stressing or worrying about things that may not have occurred yet. So that's mm. the benefit of exercise. And also, if you're meeting new people, you're connecting, you're getting those social interactions as well that we've really missed over the years. Now, Ash, your business is called Growing With Gratitude. So this next one, gratitude, <laughs> mate. What, what are, why are the benefits of gratitude, please? And then what are some fun, simple ideas that people can start doing today? Mm, that, that's a really interesting question because that's something that I pondered a, like a number of years ago. Well, it's great gratitude. We know what it is, um, but what, what's the benefit of it? Like, it, we've, there's a lot of research out there suggests it's a good thing, but I didn't actually get it. Why? Or how it can help us? But it's one of those. I don't know. I can't put my finger on the day exact day, but it clicked one day where I thought, like, oh, this is a reason. So one of my favourite quotes is from uh, the uh, self help guy Tony Robbins. Yep, and the guru, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he said something like this. He said something like, "Gratitude is useless unless you practice." And when I heard it, I didn't really get it. But then one day, it did click, as I said. 
And the reason why it clicked is because I had a practice of gratitude for a long time. And then what I started to notice is that I was able to use my self-talk to see things from a more positive point of view, coming from a place of being grateful. So for example, just a very basic one, I might have had a rough day when I was teaching at school. Maybe it was a just a kid rubbing you up the wrong way and just putting you in a bad mood. That would never happen, would it? That would nah. never happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially when you got hit by, hit by a cricket bat in when you were teaching in the UK. I wasn't very grateful then, mate. Sorry to cut you off, but keep going. <laughs> um, and uh, so what I would say to myself, I would just use my self-talk Look, I'll be angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry or frustrated. It's going to happen with people. But what I'd say to myself, I'd say, look, today's just been one of those days, but maybe it's not so bad. I've actually got home to go home to. So really think about those basic things we do have and then reframe it saying, well, normally school's a fantastic place to be. It was just one of those days. If I actually put in perspective, it's not so bad. Now, that's a very basic example. But what that does for me using those reframing skills and that self-talk is to see things from a more positive perspective coming from a place of being grateful and that's that's the reason why i really am an advocate for practicing it because it's like learning a skill in a sport like we go to um a training as a young person or even as an adult like a basketball training we might never played before and we start practicing our shooting now the likelihood we're not going to be that good to start off with but we keep practicing and over time we become better at it so if you're having a bad day it becomes a lot easier to see those things um so that, that's the reason why I think it's such a powerful thing. And obviously, there's a lot of research out there. Robert Emmons, who's a researcher on gratitude, says um, researched into about how it can help us overcome challenges, um, give us hope in the time of despair. A lot of research out there on the benefit. But and how we can actually use it? Yeah. Well, that's, and like what you just said there, the way you... It's probably like if you're not exercising, why it's important to start small with walking or whatever. Like yeah. that's where you just said that positive because then you know, it, it becomes a natural thing. And instead of mm. seeing a negative, you see a positive and, and it's starting mm. small and it's constant, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. And yeah, starting starting small. Now, a great place to start is the old journal. I think it's a really good place to start um, with a gratitude journal, writing one or two or three things you're grateful for. But that can get boring over time. And there is research to suggest that it does. And I actually did a research project with the University of South Australia back in 2015. And um, students found... Um, the activity boring. So writing three things you're grateful each day. So they had to do that for six weeks um, at home with their families. And then when it came back to report, 100%, 100% of the kids said they found it boring. So therefore, <laughs> it might have not been having the actual positive fun. impact that, yeah, exactly. It wasn't fun for them. So it probably wasn't having that desired impact. So yes, it's a good place to start, particularly for an adult, um, but there's so many different ways you can practice. And that's what I talk about in the book um, about making the practice of being grateful or kindness or whatever we're talking about fun. So I want to do an activity with you, Dale. You, Ooh, you can cool. be the, uh, the, yes, the guinea please. pig. Yes. Now, I like to think about gratitude in four areas of life. In fact, I call it the four corners of gratitude. So the four corners, um, I'm not going to tell you what they are because this is involved the game. So the game that we're going to play is the 28-second gratitude challenge. Now, what I'm going to do, it's 28 seconds because there's four things that I'm going to get you to reflect on, four areas of life that I'm going to get you to reflect on. And you've got seven seconds to respond for each one. All right. So um, I'm going to read out a statement of an area in life that you could be grateful for. Then I want you to tell me um, what you were grateful for. Done. Does that make sense? It does, mate. Seven seconds. <laughs> I like it. Let's All right. Go. Seven seconds. All right. Here we go. The first one, a person in your life you're grateful for and why? 
uh, my wife because she has helped me so much over the years, but particularly uh, through COVID. Two, one. Well done. <laughs> Got in there, seven seconds. Number two, what's an opportunity you're grateful for? Uh, that each day I get to wake up and do things like this, a podcast, presenting, have a voice. Oh, right on seven seconds. Ooh, well done, good. mate. Thank you. It's third one, something in your life you take for granted is? Uh, probably my health sometimes. I, I'm very good on it, but I'm also probably not as good as I could be all the time. Fantastic. And the last one, what's an experience you're grateful for? Uh, I think the opportunity to work and speak all around the world. Um, it's been so gratifying. I've learned so much. Fantastic. Well done, mate. You passed Thank you. within 28 Woo-hoo. seconds. So that, that's just a little activity. I like to do that one with students, um, also with teachers as well in a, a teacher training. Um, you can do it as a family at home. Um, a, a good way to actually do it, you can do it verbally, but um, get a pen and paper out and write it down as well. So there's a few different ways you can get it. But um, I think sometimes we, when we just say, oh, write three things you're grateful for, uh, it can be quite uh, like the same things over and over again, yeah. like um, having a home, which is great. Obviously, they're very important. But um, it gets you to just think about other areas of life as well, particularly the people in your life. So many people we take for granted. But it's actually good to stop and think about those people in our lives or the opportunities we have, um, those things that we do take for granted, like having like a house and things like that, which is great to reflect on. Um, and experiences so as you mentioned going overseas and doing a number of uh, workshops over there so that's just one activity i love to do um there's a lot of other ways it's a great thing about being grateful or sorry practicing to, to be grateful is you can practice in so many different ways mm. um have you got another one there mate yeah and i love that one ash because it's spontaneous because think on the spot it's challenging yeah. like it's it's it, do you know what i mean like it's fun um and i think that's the key particularly when i've thinking of ways to implement gratitude, not only at home, but in schools, workplaces, that a lot of time don't give it a name, I feel. Like, don't say we're going to be practice gratitude. We just say we're going to do this activity or here you go, roll the dice. So don't, when you label something, I feel people mm. will put up barriers. Oh, gratitude, this is always boring. Or the way yeah. I used to do it's boring. So like what you just said there, I'm just going to answer four questions. Bang. All right. Yeah. So straight away, it's not even, you don't even know what you're doing. The learning takes place afterwards or the experience, I sort of call it. So for me, I use dice and cards for nearly everything I do because they're randomized and they're fun. And I, I love that. Yeah. So the simplest one I found works best with adults, kids, anybody is just write down six different gratitude questions so what's something i'm grateful for who's someone in my life i'm grateful for what was the best thing i did last week like just pick six of those and allocate one number of the dice to that then roll the dice because incorporating a dice for some reason makes it fun it's randomized um bang you write it down i know you're big on this as well then you can share it we make a gratitude ball write on a post-it stick it on the wall like mm. kindness being grateful or around grateful people inspires more great gratefulness or gratitude or whatever you want to call it so make an art piece of it. So that's something you can create at home, in a workplace, at school, and get buy-in from everybody and get all the different questions. Get a big dice, roll it. That is a really fun way of doing it. Um, another one I like to use, Ash, and I know you use this in some of your workshops, is, and you've done other ones with gratitude and things like this with Yahtzee and stuff, but I love Monopoly. So I mm. made a gratitude Monopoly game. And if you just Google gratitude monopoly dale sidebottom or ed whatever it's it's all free you can go into the link I, I don't know it off the top of my head but go and download it and it's basically a full life game that you can play wherever you are um 
that incorporates a little bit of movement and a number of different gratitude questions. I know, Ash, you love this. It's really fun yes, and because you're playing Monopoly. You're not doing gratitude. So again, yeah. don't label something. You're playing a fun game, Monopoly. So mm. for me, that's what I try and do. I want to have fun, whatever I'm doing, if that's exercise, if that's gratitude, and it does work. It breaks down barriers, particularly both games use dice. If you're not using dice, they're amazing. Mm, absolutely. And that, I'll just, yeah, that Monopoly game is fantastic. I use the... Uh, Use your Monopoly game, um, and it's fantastic. The kids love it. Like, I'm, when I say kids, like even high school students love it. Like it's for everyone. Um, and actually, what, funny you say that about labeling because one of the I played it recently with a group of year or seven, eight, nine students at Gladstone High School, about two and a two hours, two and a half hours north of Adelaide in a regional area, um, and they um, they they're doing a really good job of their wellbeing program in this school, but there was. The issues where some students, particularly about being grateful, they like um, one of the teachers mentioned about when it gets brought up, they don't really want to contribute because they might just get asked what they're grateful for just randomly, and they don't they feel a bit uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. But the observation, exactly what you just said from the teacher was, oh, there's a lot of everyone's involved, and um, there it's a personal thing because they reflect on what they're grateful for on their scorecard, um, but they can also share with um, others if they want to. So it's a very non-threatening game um, in, a, in a group setting, um, but it's a great way to practice and it definitely um, is, yeah, encourages people who might be a bit hesitant to yep. be involved. And that was actually observation from a teacher. And that's we've good. spoken about that before, but yeah. I didn't even say anything. And that's, that's what the um, teacher mm. came back with. It's really funny you mentioned that because one of the worst things with a lot of this stuff is, oh, we'll go and share something we're grateful for. A lot of the time, it's not about sharing because it's mm. personal to you. So it's like if we're too often you hear people, oh, we'll do an icebreaker. Ah, straight away, they don't want to do it because yeah. the limelight's on one person. It's actually doing the complete opposite of what they're trying yeah. to do. So that's where, you know, a game such as that, where if people want to share, they can. If they don't want to, they're still getting the benefits of a game and nobody's watching anyone else because they're so engaged with what they're doing. So yeah. Um, if you haven't practiced gratitude, then try and do it in a fun way. Um, and mm. if you are doing it where you're taking turns of sharing and things like that, if that works, that's great. But too often people are scared. People are, that, that probably builds more anxiety by mm. making somebody the limelight and talking in front of everyone. So um, I know a lot of the research I've done around that, particularly around games and things to use. It's not about winning or losing. And it's not about putting the limelight on somebody. And, and essentially that's what you're doing. If you're taking in turns to share you're, being, mm. you're doing the complete opposite of what it's sort of trying to do here, which is promote positive well-being because you're probably mm. making certain people really anxious about doing that. Um, yep. So that's just a, another little point there. Now, you've got exercise, you've got gratitude and obviously being grateful for things in your life. What about kindness, mate? Service, giving. Yep. What do you got for that, yep. great man? Well, mate, funny you um, well, not funny you say it, but we've... Um, for me, service is a massive thing and kind of very similar, very similar. But when I was going through a rough time back in 2015, just had a personal tough year. All happened, seemed to happen that one year. And one thing I read, I can't remember if it was a year before around that time, I read the book called um, uh, ooh, by the Dalai Lama and um, Archbishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, um, which their name escapes me, the book. Um, anyway, in that book, he, they talk about service and doing things for other people, especially if you're going through a bit of a rough time, because what that does is when you're doing things for other people, it takes the focus off yourself and onto, onto a, I guess, a higher purpose or um, 
not just a high purpose, but uh, focusing on someone else to make a difference. And that has shown to have a lot of benefits and it actually really made sense. So I actually Googled or how to or, um, volunteering opportunities and came across something called Fred's Van here in Adelaide, which is essentially a, uh, a food service. Now, they're not the one that I go to. There is actually a van that goes out into the city and does serve the homeless. But this one was at a, um, a community centre at Kilburn here in Adelaide. Um, so I went and volunteered. And it was a really ex amazing experience. This is like, yeah, five, well, longer than that probably now, 2015, so seven years ago. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. So once a month, I go to the Kilburn Community Centre and we serve. And not only that, you connect with your team. Like we've got the same team probably for about, well, there's a few original members, but new people come in. And it's a form of connection as well um, yeah. to meet new people. So you meet through people through service, but also serving people who are, um, in this case, I guess, a bit vulnerable and having chats with them, getting to know their, their stories and just doing something for other people is a really powerful thing. And it makes you feel good, but also makes other people feel good as well. So wow. I guess for me, if you can, um, I know not everybody has the opportunity, but it is only at once a month that I do it. And it has, just speaking from experience, has had a huge positive impact. And I think if, um, yeah, just if you're looking to something to do, even if it's individual or as I know that some workplaces do it together, uh, also um, a family, there's opportunities out there for different voluntary uh, or for families that you can do. But um, yeah, try to find something that you can do for other people. Um, that, that's, I guess, on a consistent basis. But then you've got, the, I guess, the random sort of stuff that you can do um, as well. So do you want to add to that, mate? What, what yeah, we spoke about then? I, I love that. And I think one of the things with kindness and service and things like that is when you're feeling really, really down or things like that, that's the one thing that you probably need to start doing more than anything. Um, that can mm. really kickstart you. Um, yeah, so like even just writing notes to people or and I, I yeah. do a thing and I wrote like a pal message, write why you're proud of them, you admire them, you love them. It's a very simple mm. one or what you love about them or just just thinking of something, you know, you might get Uber Eats to someone on one day, I'll send it to them or things that don't cost any money are normally the best ones. But what you just said there, Ash, I, I love that because too often we want to do nice things or, but we don't know where to start. So actually going to people that need it, vulnerable people in our community, um, because by helping them and building connections with them, it actually goes back to our last point and it'll make you feel more grateful for the things you do have mm. when you start seeing people's situations and how hard certain people have got it. Um, and you don't do it for that reason. You do it to help them, but that's mm. the benefits that come with, you know, putting other people first. Yeah, I understand. And putting things in perspective as well. Um, yeah. So what might be worrying you is nothing compared to what other people are going through. And that helps, like, brings you back to the real world as well sometimes. Um, that's what I've found anyway. Uh, so some of those little things that were bothering me at the time, if you actually put in perspective, like, and I learned that pretty quickly when I started there, um, yeah. that, like, yeah, that's I mean, it's okay to feel that. Like, uh, again, it's um, nothing wrong with being sad, frustrated or mad. But having seen it and volunteered and seeing people doing it worse off, that helped me put things in perspective. So that's just a personal thing, I'm uh, sure as I well. I love that. That's, that's brilliant, yeah. mate. I'm sure people can Google any of, like, any of the things yeah. besides gratitude and kindness and, and so many different things will come up. Uh, and as we mm. said, find ones that work for you. And what we would love you to do is just maybe one of the things we mentioned today, you've probably heard it a lot of times before, but give it a crack. Give it a try for 10 mm. days. Um, reach out to us. Let us know how you're going. We'd love to hear that because... That's why Ash and myself do what we do because we actually love it. And 
sharing our stories and highs and lows, we all go through them. Um, but yeah, that's what we do to make sure that, you know, most days are better than not. And, and I think mm. that's really important that if you had a bad day, that day's over, you start again fresh the next day, you've got every opportunity to make it the best you can. And nobody else is going to make you happy or anything. It's all on you. If things aren't going well, mm. you need to put the work in. Um, like learning a new skill, like you said, um, it doesn't just happen straight away. You're not going to hit that three throw straight up. You need to practice that shot, find motor skills and get there. So Ash, thanks for sharing those today. Now, um, as we said before, we've teamed up a number, like small progressions over the years, which has been really exciting. And um, at the start of the pandemic, we booked in two big conferences or not, a, it's not a conference really, but we're both presenting together for a day, one in Melbourne and one in Adelaide. And we finally got to do them last year after oh, a lot of, a lot of postponements like so many other people and they're fantastic. Um, and I know we've got a couple coming up in uh, Perth and Adelaide this year. And um, I know you'll read out those dates in a minute, but click on the show notes, particularly if you're listening to the energetic podcast, it's episode number 249, go and uh, click down the bottom and see the event, um, read about what it is. You've got Ash and myself both presenting. Um, it's a full day event. Go to either one in Adelaide, or if you'd like to, one, if you'd like us to come to wherever you are, for your workplace, for your school, wherever it is, please get in touch with us and send us an email because that's what we're doing now. We're doing a lot of different private ones as well. And um, not only that, you get two different voices. Ash and myself, we both talk about similar things, but we do it in a different way. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great day to connect and share. And not only that, find some exercise and strategies to improve your mental and physical well-being. So, Ash, I don't know if I've missed anything there, but um, where can you find us on our tour this year um, and reach out to obviously book us in if you can? Mm, absolutely. So on the 23rd of May, Monday the 23rd of May, um, Dale and myself are running a workshop um, here in Adelaide and um, it's, work, it, it's for um, anyone's welcome to come. So we're actually hosting it at St. John's Grammar junior school um, in the gym there. But yeah, it's a, it's a teacher, it's for teachers, for wellbeing coordinators, for school leaders, school counsellors. If you're involved in a school, um, it's definitely this one particular one is for you, yep. And um, as Dale said, last year was a lot of fun. There was fantastic feedback from the um, participants. And I think what um, being teachers ourselves, Dale, is we, what we've seen before um, when we were at schools is that you do a PD and then um there's nothing to go on with so you might do it you get a lot out or get something out of it and then okay well two days later what okay, happened well, what happened <laughs> what, what what did they talk about um but what we actually do we've got we don't just like just presenting and leaving it so we've got a lot of resources for you to go on with so um you'll get access to our online programs um dale's um, online program and mine as well which are stacked full of games um lessons activities to help execute what you learn on the day. So you actually get to take away what we learn and actually have access to actually do it. Because that's where the real power is, is to, to learn it um, and then go away and, and teach it to the students or embed it in your school as well. So that's the real um, purpose and the power of these, uh, I guess, the these workshops. Um, so if you're in Adelaide or in South Australia, I know that last time when we did it in South Australia, we had people come from Berry in the Ribland and also, um, Mount Gambier, Millicent um, in regional South Australia. So uh, if you're in South Australia, um, 23rd of May is the date for that one. Then we're heading over to um, Perth on the, actually the following week to do some- uh, You'll be sick of me. You'll be sick of me by the Oh, day. mate, yes. <laughs> separate rooms or same room? We'll have to see. Um, Bunk beds. 
<laughs> and uh, in Perth, that, that's actually with the um, the Catholic education um, system. So we're doing a tour of Catholic schools in because WA is so big. Um, we're doing three different sections across um, Perth over three days, as well as a, uh, a Pilbara, I believe, online one as well over there, which is very exciting. And then we're actually heading to Bury. Um, I think about a week or two after that, Bury in the Ribland in South Australia. We're actually attending their school, so that's another. Um, thing that Dale and I are doing, we'll actually come to your school and um, do the workshop to your your staff as well. So that's it's, that's for schools, but also um, workplaces, um, sporting clubs is, is a realm for everyone. Um, and obviously, depends on who we are talking to, we'll, we'll change slightly differently. But um, yeah, a lot a lot of value there, and we hope to see you at, uh, at one of those events um, coming up. And as Dale said, feel free to reach out to um, uh, book us in to attend your school as well and um yeah those links will be in the uh, show notes yeah and like i said ash a lot of the stuff we're doing is really relevant now for workplaces as well like we said listen to the facts and the stats from you know that the 1600 people that beyond blue got back to that people are nervous about social interaction people are nervous about coming back to work their motivation is low um all the stuff we work with we deal with obviously teachers and students and tell them these things but that's exactly what you need in the workplace right now too. So please reach out um, yeah, and see if that's keen. But the whole point of today's chat was just to give you some fun and simple ways that you know you can implement today to improve your mental and physical well-being. So go and check those out. Reach out to Ash and myself if you have any questions or anything that makes sense. Um, and I'm looking forward to our tour again. Great man. Excellent, mate. Absolutely. It uh, should be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, great to chat today. And uh, just one thing to finish with is, yeah, as Dale said before, you've you've heard of physical activity, gratitude, and kindness, but the key is actually doing it. Mm, and thanks. I know that both of us can vouch for that. Um, actually implementing it is where the real difference is, and that's probably how we end up being where we are today because we've used it in our own lives, and then we want to teach it to others um, and the power of it. So it's about taking action and actually doing it. And yeah, choose one of them that we spoke about today: physical activity, gratitude, or or kindness, just to get started, um, and then you can build the habits in because they are habits it becomes the more you practice they become habits and um, part of who you are and that's where the power really is beautiful i love it all right thanks for listening everyone ash as always see you later buddy author superstar <laughs> <laughs> <See you, mate. laughs>